Welcome back to Seven Moons Astrology. My name is Sarah Kirby and this is a video for the full moon in Aries. It comes exact on October 9th at about 3.54 p.m. Central Daylight Time, but its influence will be felt up to a week before and following the exact point of the full moon. Full moons in astrology are all about a point of clarity or realization when the full light of the moon illuminates things that we may not have been consciously aware of before. We may also see results or the completion of efforts that we have invested over a long period of time according to the theme of Aries. And that's what we'll talk about in this video today. I'm going to break down the chart on the screen and talk to you about what I think is going on here from a personal and psychological perspective. So to begin, I'll show you that we've got the moon at 16 degrees Aries opposed by the sun at 16 degrees Libra. This is the full moon in Aries. And before I dive in specifically to what I think is going on here, let me just give a thematic summary. At the full moon in Aries, I believe we are beginning to come into greater realization of our own limitations, our just how little we actually know about something that we probably thought we knew quite a bit about. And th there's a story from the past that must be pulled forward. And I've mentioned this in the past couple videos now, but it remains relevant here. It's the Saturn square Uranus transit that we had in all of 2021. So highlight that on the screen here. Saturn at 18 degrees, now square to Uranus at 18 degrees. This is uh, a problematic energy, to be honest with you. This square, it doesn't feel good. If you think back to 2021, there was this juxtaposition of really needing to break free from things that had been around in our life for a really long time that needed shifting. Issues that we suddenly realize don't fit, that we want to change drastically in a short period of time, yet we might have felt really beholden to those old circumstances for whatever reason, because they had been around a very long time. We had a great level of uh, duty and dedication and responsibility to, towards those things. Um, there was a reason why we felt like we couldn't shift it all at once. And maybe if we did change everything at once, we would come into conflict and obstacles related to having moved too quickly. So if 2021, you sort of felt like, oh my God, all of these things that need changing all of these things that feel so heavy and burdensome, it was problematic. You know, the, the area of life was different for all of us, depending on where Saturn and Uranus are in your chart. You know, it could have been a money thing. It could have been a career thing, a relationship thing, a house thing, a parent thing, it, ch a children thing. It could have been a number of different topics. Everybody's unique depending on their rising sign here. But nevertheless, that was the dominant tone of 2021. I want to change all of this. I don't know how, or it's not happening fast enough, or I can't yet. That influence of the Saturn Uranus square broke up a little bit in the earlier part of this year. And we began focusing on other themes. For instance, the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio and, and some of the other dominant energy. The problem was very much so still there because Saturn and Uranus were in square by sign, not an orb. So it wasn't as tight. The problem was still there, but we had developed some coping strategies, let's say. We had began to put into place, we begun to put into place the things that we needed to do to, to work our way out of the hole that we had found ourselves in, in a way that was hopefully going to work in the long term, because we realized we, we just can't do the quick shortcuts anymore. 
Well, now the Saturn square Uranus influence is tight again. It's tighter than it's been since 2021. So the pressure of issues that are still unresolved from 2021 is back around. And we look around and we say, how am I still dealing with this? How have I really not gotten it? And oh my God, how could I have been so naive? That is the full moon in Aries. Aries energy is the fresh start. It's the first fire. It's the first sign of the natural zodiac. It is the will of man, right? We emerge from the collective sea of divine consciousness. That's Pisces, the 12th sign, into the first fire, the first man, the will of mankind. That's Aries. So it's the baby of the zodiac. You'll often heard it called the baby of the zodiac. Here is an area where we feel willfully overconfident. Here is an area where we just haven't uh, earned enough stripes yet to realize just how little we know about how life will unfold. And so at the full moon in Aries, particularly because it is conjunct Chiron here, we go, oh, was I really that naive? To think that I could have done all of this in this short amount of time, to think that things were really going to work out the way that I had planned them to, to think that, you know, I could, you know, sit close to the fire and not get burned, that type of energy. Because Chiron, Chiron is an asteroid that has been deduced to, to indicate an area of acute wounding where we just have a persistent issue with self-worth or we have a persistent issue with um, a core wound that kind of is the cornerstone cornerstone of our life story. So with Chiron and Aries here conjunct the full moon, it, it really is kind of an awareness, an awakening to the awareness of our own vulnerability, which Aries doesn't like to do because Aries is the fighting warrior spirit. Here is the area where we felt like we knew what needed to be done and we were setting on the mission. We were setting on the path and we were going to do it. And we were believing in faith that we were believing in faith and in self-confidence and self-trust that we knew all of the answers and we had all of the strength and the gusto and the ambition and the, the forthright character to just move forward. And we might have gone too quickly. We might have just been completely ignorant, right? And now we start to question ourselves a little bit. We start to reflect and we look at those problems that are still here from 2021 and we go, how could I have been so dumb? How could I have been so silly, so stupid, so naive, whatever it is? And there's a momentary lapse in faith. And that can make us feel quite angry as well. There can be, you know, feelings of overwhelm, feelings of anxiety, feelings of anger with the full moon in Aries. And this really might start off as feeling like, oh my gosh, I've got this. Like, I'm so enthusiastic. I'm just full steam ahead. And then dropping into your first problem, your first obstacle, your first battle, and then thinking, oh, this is really how it's going to be. So that's what I think is going on here. That's option one for what's going on here at the full moon in Aries. Option two at the full moon in Aries is that we are completely tunnel visioned in on what we want. Because there's we have, a, we have our eyes on a prize. Something new that we've 
been trying to initiate that we're really excited about because we believe it is the solution to this ongoing problem with Saturn and Uranus. Ah, I finally have the answer. Ah, I finally know what to initiate. I know what I need to do and I know how I need to do it. And now that I have the answer, full steam ahead, here I go, eye on the prize, cannot be stopped. That's option two, tunnel vision. And when we're in tunnel vision, it's only a matter of time before we begin to see all of the things that were not in that awareness when we were locked in, right? So when you're in tunnel vision and you're going fast and you're moving with urgency and you're moving with speed and you're feeling competitive and you're on the game and you're on the ball and you got to do it now and there's no time and you have to focus, you say no to things, you say no to people because you can't be distracted and you burn out. You burn out. Especially because Mercury is just recently direct in Virgo, you burn out because you're still doing too much. You're rushing it. You're thinking you can control the timetable. And what do you run into? Conflict in your relationships, the people you said no to, the things you forgot, the things you missed, the things that were out of order, or you burn out and you run out of steam and it's very difficult to finish what you've started. Two options. Awareness of your own naivete, burning out because you're full steam ahead, hyper-focused tunnel vision on whatever this new thing is that you're trying to initiate that you believe is the solution to every problem that you've had since 2021. <laughs> so what is the point with this energy here? What is it about? Well, before I go here, what is pointing these things out to you? How are you going to get this realization from the full moon? What are the vehicles of experience that deliver this clarity that comes around the full moon that can feel... Um, very stimulating, very exciting, or on the flip side, very overwhelming or frustrating. Well, couple things. <clears throat> I want to talk here about Venus in Libra. Venus likes to be in Libra. That's its home sign. That's the domicile of Libra. Some may say that uh, the traditional application of astrology would suggest that Venus is not in the best position here so close to the sun. Um kind of like it's being burnt by the light of the sun. And so really this opposition here, Chiron and Venus, suggests to me that either you feel you're being burned by somebody or you are doing the burning. So relationships can be the vehicle that shows you what you need to know about yourself and about your path and about what you're starting here. The other thing that could show you these lessons is probably going to be this Mars square Neptune configuration that we have, particularly because Mars is the dispositor of the full moon here, being the planet that rules Aries and, and a square between Neptune and Mars can go a couple different ways. There's going to be some kind of challenge or obstacle to overcome when you have a square here. And within the mutable signs, that's Pisces and Gemini, there is typically um, something that we're repressing here. Now, 
Neptune and Mars. Well, Mars and Gemini is like being really curious and exploring every possible thing and talking to everyone and, be, and socializing and consuming a lot of information and reading a lot of things and studying a lot of things and being really busy and writing down a lot of stuff and being distracted and not finishing anything and being chaotic and being overwear and having this blah, blah, blah. Right, right? <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna put this in this video. And now it's gonna be on Spotify too. So somebody's listening to this, just hearing me make all those noises. Ridiculous. Squared Neptune in Pisces is like, dazing out, having these fantastical ideas about how much you can achieve in a certain amount of time is certainly one of the combinations of this energy that I think could come up here. And then you have this realization about like what is actually going to be possible here and what your own limitations are. Or you are completely self-sabotaging and just you're, you're, you're afraid to try, you're afraid to fail. So you just completely lose yourself in your own melodrama. That's another option. You might be having a health challenge. That's a third option. Mars is often an indication of our strength and our vitality and our um, physical stamina. And so uh, an affliction to Mars here from Neptune in Pisces can certainly be an indication that there's some kind of health challenge around this time, getting sick, needing to slow down, needing to rest more. Uh, perhaps needing to do that at a time where you don't really feel it's optimal. It's never great to get sick, right? But uh, there could be some kind of conflict here where you go, oh, you know, I'm really not as invincible as I thought I was, right? Especially because one of the signs of Mars and Gemini is socializing a lot and being connected with a lot of people. Maybe some of you are falling in that camp and then you get exposed to something and you get sick and now you can't do your work and all these things that you thought you were going to achieve in some certain amount of time because you thought you were, you know, you, you thought you were, you know, the god of war, Mars. So what do I have to say about this? Let me summarize. Two options. Coming into a real realization of your own self-limitations or being super hyper-focused and in the tunnel zone about whatever it is that you're trying to achieve and then saying no and denying a bunch of other things that you could be putting your attention on. And then what happens is you're either getting into conflict in relationship or feeling that someone has burned you or burning someone else or getting sick and needing to slow down or some kind of vehicle comes to you that says, look, I know you still have this problem that you've had since 2021 because of the Saturn Uranus square. I know. But who's in charge here? Who's in charge? Is it you? Is it you, person with the Aries energy right now that thinks that you're the god of war and can achieve and do anything and that it was always up to you and you're the only one that could ever solve problems? Or is it up to God? And the reason why I bring that up is because of this in conjunction here, the aversion between the south node in Scorpio at 13 degrees Scorpio with the full moon. I talk often in, in the full and new moon videos that I've been posting this year about the North Node and Uranus here in Taurus, because that's what we're supposed to be learning, right? I say often, it's about being patient. It's about being determined. It's about moving at a slow, methodical play, pace. It's about, you know, being self-reliant. It's about appreciating life's simple pleasures and being present. It's about, you know, um, reconnecting with nature. 
And really what I think is going on here is that we don't, we're running out of patience. We don't understand how we can still be dealing with this persistent conflict or this issue or whatever it is. Or not being able to quite create what we had envisioned for ourselves. It's not here yet. Even though we appear to be doing all of the things that we have learned so far that it is that we need to be doing. Those, those tourist things. I have been patient, God. I have been working on my self-reliance, God, emotionally and financially. God, I have been working on slowing myself down and getting my money in order and learning to appreciate the simple things and moving at a slower pace of life and really remaining determined even when things don't always go my way. I have been. I have been focusing on living in alignment with my integrity and my values. God, why? This is the prayer. This is the call. God, why am I still here in this situation with this particular issue or problem or obstacle? Let me talk a little bit more then about the south node in Scorpio. Because it's an aversion to this full moon, as I said. An aversion and in conjunction, a quincux. I have a hard time saying that word in astrology. They all mean the same thing. It's a 150 degree aspect between two planets that is suggestive of completely disharmonious or incompatible energies. When you have that 150 degrees, that alignment shares nothing in common. Those two signs have no common ground. Therefore, there is a challenge in our psyche and our consciousness to try to figure out what needs to be done in an effective way. South node in Scorpio is what we are learning to rebalance, what we are learning to master our own impulses over or uh, harmful attraction to. It's the thing that in some sense we do need to move away from, right? Some astrologers will say that, move away from the South node. I say that. But that's not quite right. It, there, there's a, you have to integrate it in a way that is healthy and not overexpressed. South node in Scorpio. Overdependence on other people. Debt. Issues of inheritance. Issues of investments. Where your money is. Issues of trauma and abuse and control and power struggles with other people who you are trying to manipulate or who are trying to manipulate you. It's about death, having lost people, dealing with grief, dealing with permanent change, dealing with illness. It's the exploration of taboo topics and the way that that will ostracize you from people that you're a part of a community with. Okay, so sex, occult topics, any decision that you make that is outside the ordinary norm of your social network. Okay, trying to figure out how to integrate this energy in a healthy way. For a lot of people, it's financial, particularly because of Venus's involvement here. For other people, it's more about emotions and trauma around relationships. 
What am I talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. Scorpio energy is about certainty and control versus surrender and uncertainty. Okay? There is a juxtaposition here with the Aries full moon regarding feeling overly confident, feeling sure, feeling like we have the direct, quickest, shortest path to whatever it is that our objective is, and still at the same time having to come into the complete and utter realization that we have never been in control. There is nothing we can do to be certain about the future. And no matter how much we want to force it to occur in the timetable that we, the willful human mind, believe we can, we can't. That's what this full moon is about. <laughs> so maybe it's less about the north node in Aries this time, or Taurus this time, and more about the south node in Scorpio. Because we're entering Scorpio season here. We're entering the Scorpio eclipse season soon in just two weeks. We'll be at the first new moon eclipse in Scorpio. What are you going to do? The only thing you can do. Relax into God. Relax into faith. That's the only thing you can do. And I think that that's going to be a little bit hard here for some people because there's going to be a major impulse and drive to take action and to do something. Because that's what Aries energy is also about. It's initiation. It's do something. Just do it. Do something. But you could still look around and be like, well, what do I do? What am I supposed to do? What do you want me to be doing? I still have this problem. I've been doing everything that I thought I'm supposed to be doing. And I've also been listening and sitting here and slowing down and being patient and being persistent and accepting your timetable, God. But what is it you want me to do? I feel that you want me to do something. What is it that you want me to do? What suggestions do I have around what you could actually be doing around this time? <sighs> Accept your innocence. Stop pretending that you know everything. Approach it with a learning mindset. Let it be a fun game. Focus on play. Definitely take action. But remember to wait until you feel some level of clarity around what that action should be. And, and, don't take any shortcuts. Aries energy loves to take a shortcut. With the sun and Venus in Libra, you may feel pressure to resolve things quickly, to maintain harmony in relationships, to prioritize your peace, to get out of feeling all of the stuck energy, to avoid feeling any problem at all. Don't take a shortcut. Because the south node is about surrender and the north node is about patience and a methodical approach. Prioritizing your values doing things in the right way. I don't know. Hopefully that helps you.
I like this full moon. I really do. I think pressure bubbles up, some kind of conflict bubbles up, some kind of intense motivation to do something right now. Sick of this issue. Gonna fix it now. And then it's like also reflecting on the past thinking, where was I this whole time? How could I have been so naive? And trying to move forward in a measured way now. That is humbling. It's self-rectifying because it's like, all right, I sure didn't make a mess out of that thing. God, help me to move forward. Show me the way. Yeah, I think that's what this full moon in Aries is about. I sure hope this helps you. Thank you so much for watching, for listening. You can follow my Instagram at 7moonsastrology where I will be sharing forecasts for all 12 signs that will get into a bit more specifics about the areas of life that this impacts for your sun, moon, and rising sign. If you like this video, subscribe, follow, leave a rate, a like. I don't know where you're listening to this now, uh, but thank you for being here. We're kind of